the coast. Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Hi, right, thanks for joining us off the coast. This week we're talking about trying to get fit when you're a little bit, you know, ageing in life. And by ageing in life, we're talking around about 40-ish. I'm 45-ish, 46-ish, nearly 47. And, you know, the last couple <laughs> of years I've, I've tried really hard. And it does, it is a hard thing to do, but apparently we're making a lot of mistakes. Well, it's different, isn't it? I'll tell you one thing I learned this week, because I interviewed Dr Libby Weaver. Mm. We all did actually for the show, but I did a podcast with her on We Need to Talk. And one of the things I didn't realise was that when you're younger, things like sugar, right, that's still not good for you, but you can basically, you, you at that point in time, you've got a high metabolism, mm-hmm. you're very, very active, you've got the younger genes. When you hit post 40 and you have sugar, she said a lot of women in particular, they say, I just can't move that body fat, uh, belly fat. Mm. And often she said she'll find that they've got a sugary diet because sugar, she thinks, just sits there and it spikes out insulin and no matter how great your diet is outside of the sugar, mm. that is the reason you've got that ah. little pouch. Yeah, and we're really bad at um, uh, utilising sugar with our, we're all insul- we're numb to insulin. Well, we also love sugar because it's delicious. And it's in absolutely everything. Do you know, because I'm on a crusade at the moment, the first thing that um, this expert, uh, Tyrone Bell, that we're going to speak to in just a second has done is to try and make me better uh, at using insulin. And by doing that, he stripped, the first thing he did in terms of my diet was strip out all of the sugar. Are you surprised by that? Because I'm not. Are you not? Well, we all know sugar's bad. Yeah. So when I you guess say so. you're, you're stripping out all the sugar, yep. what what can can you eat? Fruit? No, no. I can eat banana. I have the odd banana, but when I use those, I use those carbs in mm. specific places pre-workouts. Right. So I won't have them in, in other places. Those so you're not going to have a banana before dinner, after dinner, when you're about to go to sleep. There would be no point. So it's all that would be bananas and stuff are used for for workouts. But I still have more carbs than I thought. So that's the other thing. You know, there's all these things about you know go keto and strip mm. carbs out completely. I'm still having carbs, but I'm just using them differently, and I'm slower release carbs as a Opposed to fruit. Okay, we talk before we talk to Tyrone, who has been training Sam, and Sam looks incredible at the moment. You've been doing this twenty two weeks, right? Yeah, but you've been doing it on your own. You don't do group fitness classes, whereas Tony, you do F forty five, right? I love them, and I love them because it's a sense of community. Yep. I trained on my own, and I find it quite lonely. Um, mm. I did it online, and it was great at the time because we were in lockdown and COVID, and I did Monty Meredith, and it was wonderful. But it got me to a point of fitness where I felt like I was ready to go to classes, and I use it as a real social time, and that yeah. makes me not mm. feel like it's exercise. I get that. I get that. But do you know my whole – every time I've tried to get my – because I'm a yo-yo. I, I'm either out of shape or in shape. And Oh, a lot of people like that. Yeah, and uh, the <laughs> thing is all? I was yeah. dreading having to go through this whole process because every time I do it, I flog myself. I, I go and I train, I do hit classes and I do really intense cardio. And this time I wanted to approach it differently and I have and it's worked. And that has been lifting far less stuff, slower and heavier in different ways of muscle overloads and also not flogging myself in cardio. So I'm coming off workouts and I'm not just shattered all the time. And that's mm. been a huge difference for me. Don't so you think it's though the fuel you, you're putting in obviously. Well, you well, exercise that, for different reasons as well though, totally. don't you? You exercise, there's getting in shape, right? Yes. And I think we're going to find and we're going to hear from Tyrone that if you want to get in shape, then heavy weights seems to be the way forward. Don't do as much cardio. But people exercise for many reasons, not just to get in shape. You're so right. People now, exercise to do marathons. And there's only one way to get good at a marathon, and that's to go and do lots of cardio. That's Absolutely. exactly right. And I'm glad you said that. because, And also before we said about the whole group fitness thing, because I've tried a bit of both. So I went from a stage I had two trainers, and they were amazing. And they gave me a program, and they said, right, this is what you need to do. And I was often doing this, and I've been doing this for a while. And I do, I find that lonely. So now I've got headphones on, because I never used to train with headphones on. But you've actually 
never stuff. done group classes. No. I think you would love a group That's class. That's it. But I went to, I've done a couple of them, but I, and I went to F45 with you that time. Yeah. And I find that a real thing because you're trying to keep up with other people. And I think, well, you know, Tony's done this a long time. If I can just sort of keep around about it, sort of her pace, I'll be right. Sam was smashing it out of the park. I can't keep up with Sam because this is the weight stuff and you were really good at that. So I did, you're right. People train for different reasons. I got, I was training because I knew I needed to look after my health a lot better than I was. Yeah. And so that's what I'm doing it for. But I'm, I find the different workouts way differently. I, and like I say, I, I'm now, you know, working out with headphones on because I feel lonely. Don't, yeah. don't you think it's also personality driven too? Totally. Because for some people, the only piece they get is when they go off on their solitary run. Exactly. And, and I get that. But for me, I'll turn up to my F45 class, right? And I'll see um, a guy, Jay. Now, Jay, I don't want to get this wrong, but he looks like he's possibly uh, pushing 50. Right. Tats all over him. We come from completely different worlds, but we have this shared experience every lunchtime. You love Jay. I, I love Jay. And, this is and I love meeting different people, and they're not necessarily the people you see in the rest of your world. Yeah, mm. but you talk to people who do CrossFit, for example, and they they rave about it because everyone's clapping and cheering. You don't know each other outside of the gym, but you know, you, you know you're flipping tires and cheering each other on, and it's a real community. Slash cults is what they call it, don't they? Because <laughs> yeah. it just That's you become obsessed. Say. But then I, to- I, also, I also know what Sammy's saying, because some some weeks I push myself too far and then you can end up just being a broken human. Yes. yes. And I think it's about, you know, we do so much that works against each other. You know, we eat slightly the wrong food, which means we have to train harder at the gym. So if you can get all the little pieces right, my whole goal this time was to be super efficient in the way I train. Mm. I don't have a lot of time. So when I'm there, I want to be getting my nutrition did right and triggering all the right muscle groups. Question. Mm. Um, and I'm finding this a little bit at the moment. I've got a sore and you will be able to relate to this. I've got a sore medial ligament. Mm. So with the heavier weights, um, isn't there more risk of joint pain? Yeah, there is. And I think that's the thing that we have to be really careful about here. So uh, when we say heavy weights, what we're trying to do is not necessarily the heaviest weights. You don't go in there and do 100 on the bench press. What you're trying to do is overload the muscle to a point of exhaustion. So we're hitting that max every time but not necessarily at a point where it's going to damage our joints. So instead of uh, lifting 100 on the bench, maybe do 60, but then um, overload it with um, a range of different exercises. So you've taken the strain off the joint, you're applying it to the muscle, and you're just lifting more until you get to that point of exhaustion in the muscle. Because if you're not overloading the muscle, if the muscle isn't growing, you, you can stagnate your training, mm. and then you're starting to just sit in the same spot. Same no spot. one wants that. You want, you want to get results. Do you know the other thing that I have learned, and I reckon I've learned that even in the last few weeks, is that there is a point where I think I can end up overtraining and do too mm. much exercise. And once I get to that point, I get ravenously hungry and I can't. And then it's like the whole point of trying to lose weight goes yeah, out the window. Totally. Mm. And you know, I was reading um, I was reading a thing of, um, by Ant-Man. Can you remember the, the actor's name that plays Ant-Man? He's a, he's a famous Hollywood actor. Jeremy Paul, Renner? Paul Rudd. I think it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, well done. Oh, whoops. I was thinking about the guy that injured himself. Yeah, and he said, um, so he basically, he was never a a gym bunny, and he got himself an amazing role, uh, amazing shape for this role. And he said, the thing, everyone asked him about his food. Everyone asked him about his training program and how much he lifts and how many reps and sets. No one ever asked him about sleep. Now, his whole Mm. thing is, Mm. sleep is the most important thing in the whole process. You know, um, because what you're trying to do is, all the gym does is rips your muscles to pieces 
And then the sleep is how you actually, that's where you get your gains. The repair. Right. The, the repair, repair. So yeah. So a lot of people make a lot of mistakes when it comes to, like, for example, not enough sleep, not eating the right things, not training at the right time of the day. So we talked to Tyrone, who's been training Sam, about some of the mistakes people make, especially when you're trying to work out, maybe get fit, maybe lose weight when you're over 40. This is our chat with Tyrone. Seeing Sam in the flesh now, because I know a lot of the stuff you're doing is online, how's he looking? What, what sort of nicks your, your student in? He's coming along quite nicely. He's uh, following the plan to the T, as we can see. <laughs> but flexing going on in the studio. <laughs> shirt off again. I know, right? Sam's got his shirt off. <laughs> so the funny thing is about this is that when I um, started approaching this with Tyrone, he had a very different approach to most trainers. And it comes down to the fact that a lot of men my age, middle-aged men, aren't doing it right. What are the big traps that men are falling into trying to get back into shape as middle-ages? Well, the biggest thing is that the main focus, and it, it's, it's correct, the majority of society is overweight, yep. okay, especially middle age, for a number of reasons. But their focus is on losing weight. That's it. The number on the scales. That's mm -hmm. all they care about. The thing is, we don't actually have an obesity epidemic. That's a byproduct of an under-muscled, underdeveloped society. Because everything's automated. Sam, well, you would like that. Sam, honestly, Tyron, he would sit here and he'd go, oh, he'd show me his graph, my weight's creeping up. And we would say to you, why do you care what you are if mm, you're looking good, if, if you're where you want to be? Yeah. That's right. That's and I've right. dropped all that and I'm putting on weight like crazy and I've never looked better or felt better. And that's because lean muscle tissue is the answer to sustained weight loss. So if you hold more lean muscle tissue, you're, that's actually a very energy-hungry tissue. Just even at rest, to survive, you are burning calories because you hold a favourable amount of lean tissue. Mm. So as people, the common mistake is people will lose weight. They just focus on the number on the scales, they will lose body fat, but they will lose muscle along the way because they're doing it wrong. Now what will happen is you've just become a smaller version of your fat self. So how do you do that then, Tyrone? How do you create lean tissue, lean muscle? Okay, so change your training approach. Everyone's very, okay, I've got to be doing cardio, I've got to be doing group classes. Their focus on workouts is all about burning calories. It's not. Your focus when you come into a training session should be about stimulating lean muscle growth. And that is following training programs that are designed for progressive overload that triggers lean muscle development. I'm sorry to say, but your group classes aren't going to do it. Your classes where you're coming in and you just feel absolutely exhausted. I burnt calories. Well, that's all you did. The idea of your training should be to stimulate growth. So you're saying lift heavy weights. I am saying lift heavy and weights. And at the expense of cardio. So, I mean, I know Sammy does some, uh, what do you call it, steady state? Yep. You know, not to replace that, but that needs to be secondary. Yeah. So if you are losing weight, losing body fat through a calorie deficit, but you're lifting heavy at the same time, you're preserving lean muscle tissue as well, as opposed to making cardio the priority and then you're going to end up losing lean muscle tissue. I think the interesting thing you do in terms of overloading muscles is really important too because it's not all necessarily about living the, lifting the biggest weight you can, but it's about providing the right amount of overload to the muscles. And there's smart ways you can do that where your joints aren't at sacrifice by lifting 100 kgs on a bench press or something like that. that's just what I was going to say. There'll be yeah. people listening to this going, oh, I'm too old and my joints hurt to lift that kind of thing. That's right. And orthopedic considerations need to be taken into account. So when I say lifting heavy, it is the heavy heaviest that you can do and that looks different for everyone can i ask a question controversial for mm. both of you i see what sammy's eating at the moment and i know you're not going to do that for the rest of your life so essentially you're doing a challenge too because you're not going to just keep eating that are you well i think in some respects i will i think mm. it's about creating a lifestyle 
that I can find my... And, and, and no, I, I will have treat, cheat meals and I will go get on the Raz with my friends. But basics will stay the same. But 90% of it will stay the same. 10% of it will be my give. And that's the absolute key. Sam's yeah. 100% right that. My goal with every client is to get them to a physical state where they have a lot of buffer room. Mm. So if we get Sam to a point where he's very lean, he has a lot of muscle tissue, he has room for error. Yep. He can go out and have a massive refeed, a cheat meal, and his body is so efficient now at using those calories, it won't touch the sides. What he's saying is there's no room for error right now, okay? <laughs> so just stick on it. That's So many people we want to know more about this, especially for their partners and also it's for great. themselves as well. So, I mean, if you don't want to get huge and bulked up and stuff, there are other ways you can do this. It's creating lean tissue, lean muscle. How do we get hold of you, Tyrone, if people want to know a bit more? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Tyrone underscore Bell, or you can check out my website, which is tailoredfit.co.nz. Off the coast, Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Coast's feel-good breakfast, six till nine weekdays across New Zealand. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.